Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your seventh seed in the playoffs, Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, streaming on SiriusXM and TuneIn Radio. I'm Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about none other than the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Colin. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Um, I'm great, because for the first time ever in Perfectville podcast history, we are hosting a pre-game playoff uh discussion we've never ever i i, I texted you uh, a couple days ago and was like this will be the first one in our podcast history how sad is that but it is exciting today we uh pop the bottles ladies and gentlemen because uh i believe actually this month january of 2023 this podcast is officially seven years old and it started uh well look it would have started with the adam gase era so maybe we did get one playoff run in us prior, right? But uh, either way, it's it's a long time coming, Chris. It would have been that first year. It's been a very long time since we've been in the playoffs. And of course, wouldn't you know it, the Miami Dolphins go into these playoffs with their third string rookie, seventh round quarterback, possibly their backup running back, possibly their backup offensive lineman, uh, you know, an entire secondary that is second string and linebackers that were never good to begin with and a banged Yay. up front line for their defensive uh, tackles and defensive ends. So congratulations, Miami Dolphins fans. We did it. Uh, make sure you get your Miami Dolphins. We made the playoffs t-shirts because I don't know if we're getting AFC divisional champ or Super Bowl appearance t-shirts, but that's okay. We're going to talk all about it. I'm just happy to be here, Chris. We talked last week. Is it better to lose to the Jets or not get into the playoffs at all or get into the playoffs? We both said it's better to be in the playoffs. And you know what? We were both 100% right. It's better to be here than where the rest of the teams who are not in the playoffs are. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, just to double down on what we said last week it's the same feeling um I, I don't even know if we'd be doing a podcast right now if their season was over we'd be just due to press um you know that horrible losing streak it, it's tough to talk about so yeah it, here's the thing with the playoffs it's one game it's one game at a time um do i feel confident absolutely not but like could we like absolutely like i mean there's anything could happen i don't want to mention injuries but Anything could happen where Skyler just says, fuck it, and throws a deep three or four times to Tyreek Hill. It could be a fumble that we return for a touchdown, a kick, you know, kick return for a touchdown. Um, we might not be in the playoffs right now if the Bills didn't have two of those last week. So anything can happen. Um, we've played them tough both times this year, albeit with Tua Tungo Veloa uh, for majority, you know, and, and you want a puncher's chance. That's it. We got a puncher's chance, and that's all we asked for. So here we go. Well, that's exactly what you said last week is you want a puncher's chance if you get into the playoffs. And that's exactly what the Miami Dolphins have here against the Buffalo Bills. And speaking of punchers, speaking of boxing, speaking of sports in general, you can have a puncher's chance when you go to bet online as bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. That's right. Virtual sports, ladies and gentlemen, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news and game trends at. Bet online. Bet online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. I bet you you can 
bet on cricket or rugby or one of those weird freak sports. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online. Where the game starts, Chris, and let's talk about this. Fuck game. you, freaky, <laughs> freaky sports. Yeah, uh, fr- yeah. Come on, rugby's better I, than that. Don't, ma- don't compare rugby to cricket, please. I'm so- I'm sorry that I disparaged cricket. I meant Quidditch and rugby. Those <laughs> are freak sports. Much better. Little, little side of inside info there, as uh, Zach Thomas Cullen, uh, Chris's offspring, there is like a like a I don't even know what you call it like a national champion when it comes to rugby, which is why I threw some shade his way. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about Zach Thomas proper and Zach Thomas Jr. Uh, maybe at the end of this episode, but let's talk about this game here, Chris. We've got uh, a few days here before the Miami Dolphins travel back to the Buffalo Bills and uh, play the number two seed, a very motivated, very talented, very good. Buffalo Bills team. They win the AFC East again. They beat us in Buffalo in December. We beat them in Miami in September. It's one-to-one. This is the rubber match. Um, But looking at all things, Miami Dolphins are the clear underdog here. The Miami Dolphins are, last I looked on bet online, I think it was minus 13 uh, Mm -hmm. for the Buffalo Bills, meaning uh, Vegas and all the odds makers are thinking the Buffalo Bills are running away with this game. Um, let's get into it, man. What do the Miami Dolphins have to do in order to have that puncher's chance and knock out the Buffalo Bills here in the AFC wildcard round? We have to knock out Josh Allen within the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, it, the puncher's chance is going to be, it's going to be all phases of the game. We're going to need a tip ball for a pick six. We're going to need a drop fumble for recovery in the red zone. We're going to need um, a special teams turnover, block punt, something, anything to keep momentum um, to have a chance. And we're going to need Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle to step up. And we're going to need those guys, if they can, if they're getting the passes from what seems to be uh, Skylar Thompson starting for our game, um, he's got to get the ball in their hands and he got to do it quick. We got to do slants. We got to do things that get them out in the open, uh, in the field and use their speed and the yards after catch. Um, if we don't do that, it's not going to be a pretty game. The crowd's going to be lit up. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, which is great news. I think we can all agree it's home um, and on the road uh, to recovery. Um, there's probably a great chance he's there in the owner's box or at the coin flip and the crowd's going to go fucking insane. So we're going to have to just batten down the hatches, dig our feet in and get through that beginning momentum and pulse. Um, because as we saw last week, New England uh, put up a lot of points on Buffalo. And yeah. if it wasn't for two special teams touchdowns and all that momentum and juice, uh, we, we got to just hope there's a hangover from that because that was just an incredible game for them. Um, but it, it's going to be a lot of luck. We're going to need a lot of things to swing our way. I think you're going to need to play perfect ball and you need a little bit of luck to go your way, right? I mean, you need Vladi Divac to accidentally poke the ball to Robert Ori, who shoots a game-winning three. Like That's that's the type of luck that the Miami Dolphins are going to need here in Buffalo against those Buffalo Bills. You're 100% right. DeMar Hamlin, and rightfully so, uh, will be at that game. He will be on the field, and that crowd is going to go absolutely nuts, and so will all of us at home watching. I mean, what an incredible right. story, an incredible recovery for that man. Just two weeks ago was uh, a very scary sight. And he's not completely out of the woods, but he's doing much, much better. And he will be there. He will be that linchpin. He will be that mascot, if you will, that rally cry for those Buffalo Bills. And I think you're right. I think the Miami Dolphins have to kind of dig in, be patient a little bit early, endure that early onslaught of emotion, that early onslaught of just, 
you know, momentum and, and, and stay in the game. Don't panic. Don't, you know, play outside yourself, all that, all those other fun superlatives that you can say. Um, but I'm also wondering if they can use this to their advantage. Is there a possibility that Buffalo comes out way too hyped, way too amped, way too everything. And the Miami dolphins can slip one in real early and kind of go, Oh, hold on a second. Now we're, now we're losing seven to nothing when we thought we we're going to be winning seven to nothing right out of the gate. Not sure, but here's what I know. Tua Tungabailoa is not playing in this game. He's not recovered as much as we would all love for him to be there. And I think that would give us a fighting chance, not just a punching chance to win this game. He's not ready to go. So we're not going to use him in this game. That's fine. I get it. I understand. It's not good for uh, the the team's chances, but it's good for Tua Tungabailoa to recover fully. Teddy Bridgewater is listed as probably the backup. They're going with Skylar Thompson, as you mentioned. Skylar Thompson did not look great against the Jets but he didn't turn the ball over. And I think you have to continue that. He's got to get better this week in practice with Jalen Waddell. He's got to get better this week in practice with Tyreek Hill. And the forgotten man, the guy who we all think and assume is leaving, actually was a target of his in that game against the Jets, Mr. Mike Gesicki. So I'd like to see him a little bit more involved. He's been sort of the guy that I've dismissed all season long. I want to see him come alive in this game. He is a good safety outlet for a young rookie quarterback, Chris, especially when you factor in the fact that Raheem Mostert broke his thumb against the Jets. He had an 8.8 yards per carry average in December in Buffalo in the snow the last time they met and over the last six games has a 5.5 yards per carry average. Not even sure if he's going to be playing. So you're down to Jeff Wilson, Savon Ahmed, and maybe Mike Kosicki becomes your safety valve as opposed to those running backs uh, for the quarterback. Yeah, that's the kind of thing when you watch other games in the NFL, um, like a Brock Purdy comes in or a backup that you kind of um, that isn't familiar with the starters. They they find a guy that sometimes is the one you're not expecting, right? Because they're putting a bracket over the top of Waddle, they're putting a bracket over top of Hill, and that's where you can hit Mike Kosicki over the middle. You can check down to those running backs. I think Teddy Bridgewater did a really good job um, the week prior of just taking what the defense gave him. Now, did I wish he take a few, took a few more shots? Absolutely. But, you know, that's something Tua wasn't doing. He was just going for the jugular almost every play. And um, other than not scoring points, that is a good method to keep Josh Allen in a ball cap on the sidelines and keep their defense on the field. And it's dink and dunk. It's what Herbert did to us and kind of kill him with a thousand needles as opposed to trying to chop off the head with the one swing of the ax. And, and take the big play when it's there. I, I yeah. hope Skyler Thompson goes out there and it's easy for me to say I hope he goes out there calm chill and he's like look I'm, I I get this opportunity I thought I was gonna be third string and inactive all season here I am in the biggest moment of my life what am I gonna do with it like, I'm gonna go show what I can do and uh play some fucking football and let it rip man there's not literally the best thing you said we're underdogs very fiercely underdogs um I love that I love that I, instead of everybody licking our ass and giving us praise I love no one expects anything we have nothing to lose yeah, I mean, we didn't even score a touchdown last game, right? I mean, we scored three field goals and a safety. So the offense really did not show up with Skylar Thompson against a pretty good New York Jets defense. I mean, give him credit there. But, you know, and you're right. We really don't have a lot to lose. Nobody's expecting us to really win this game other than maybe the players and the coaching uh, staff of this Miami Dolphins team. I hope they have that mentality. I would almost like to see from a gameplay uh, game standpoint, Chris, if we get the ball first or when we get the first possession, um, first play, play action, and try a deep ball. See yes. what happens and be like, if you throw an interception, so what? It'll be way down the field, and then we just start from there. 
and then just make Buffalo think, okay, Skyler's still going to throw the ball. We're still going to go down the field. And then maybe then they back off just a little bit. And you have a little bit of room for Jeff Wilson to run the ball. You've got some room for him to catch the ball. Alec Ingold is a guy out of the backfield. If he can play uh, that can catch the ball, you know, and I do wonder if Mike is just being that big target, a physically big target for a young quarterback to be like, I know that guy's on my team. I can see his head and his shoulders and the logo. I'm throwing him the ball. I mean, I, I think there's something there. Uh, for for uh, for the Miami Dolphins in terms of Skylar Thompson to Mike Gesicki, but it's it's going to be a very very tough road. Teron Armstead doesn't look like he's going to play, which again Ugh. furthers my theory that he only plays when Tua plays. It's Tua Ron Armstead. That's it. It's in his contract. Tua doesn't play. I don't play. I sit out. Um, you know, these other guys that we have found throughout the season on the offensive line, they're all hurt right now too. So we're going to have yet another combination of players on the offensive line that are going to have to figure out a way to block and sustain blocks long enough to throw the ball and for our running backs to, to find some areas to run. Now here's the good news, Chris. And I never thought I'd say good news when it comes to our defense, especially this year, but Josh Boyer's defense over the last three weeks of this season. For much as much as we have maligned this defense, as much as we have said that he has to go and we have to figure out something else to do on this defense, the last three weeks of the NFL season, the Miami Dolphins gave up less points per game than any other defense in the NFL, which means they are ranked first in defense by the NFL statistics over the last three weeks. So, granted, that's against a non-playoff. Green Bay Packers, a non-playoff New England Patriots, and a non-playoff New York Jets. But you have to hang on to hope where you can find hope, Chris. And maybe, just maybe, they have figured out a way to slow down opposing offenses within this scheme. And maybe, if we can dink and duck our way down the field, if we can keep Josh Allen and that potent offense on the sidelines long enough, we can sneak a couple of scores and limit their ability to score, maybe... In that punching shot that we talked about, we can squeak something out or keep it close going into the second half. Yeah, let's not. Let's, I got two points here. Josh Allen has had some oopsies in his career. He, he makes dumb decisions sometimes, and sometimes the pressure gets too much for him. And this could be one of those things they're clearly overlooking us. I mean, that could de- definitely happen. And it's not lost on me, anybody listening, that this g- goes for the Bills as well, for what I'm about to say. But in these kinds of scenarios, in these kinds of games, is when your superstars, even if they've been completely mundane through the regular season, all of a sudden step up. You got Christian Wilkins playing at 100% every snap as opposed to 80% of the snaps. Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Ingram, these guys step up. They're they're big body superstars. And these are the moments where those guys put their flag in the ground and, and, and tell you why. So we can hope for that to happen and it could fluster Josh Allen. It could cause issues. He gets handsy with the ball way out wide when he's trying to break tackles. We can slap at that. I mean, it's going to have to be a scrap and it, it can be done. It's not something that like, I think it's totally a blowout and it's over. Our guys are going to step up and there's nothing, like I said, nothing to lose. So if they go out there and play free and play to their best of their ability, we can at least make it competitive. Yeah. I mean, you, you talked about Josh Allen and maybe some of the issues that he has with turning the ball over at one point, And it may still be true. He was leading the league in turnovers from the quarterback position. He did it last week against the New England Patriots going into the half and again, oh, horrible, way more throw. competitive. That game was way more competitive than it had any right to be, in my opinion. And he throws yet another 
interception in the red zone, I think from the five yard line to the Patriots and stops that drive right before the half. We saw it when we played them last in Buffalo on that two point conversion, which I maintain he still fumbled before he broke the plane, but whatever it's, it's in the past. He's careless with that ball. And if we can get to him, you know, I joke about us leading the league in almost sacks. Uh, we do need to get sacks. We need to hit him. We need to get him on the ground and we need to let him be careless with the ball and capitalize on it. You mentioned Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram this year, he has been Mr. Opportunistic when it comes to that ball being bouncing around on the field. So if we can get that ball loose. I do expect our defenders to be jamming to that ball and putting our offense in a position to maybe steal some points. Um, there's only one player, speaking of this defense, <clears throat> speaking of the Miami Dolphins, that was on the 2016 roster, Chris. When we were last in the playoffs, you have, do you know who that is? Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard is the only player on the Miami Dolphins that was on the Miami Dolphins wow. the last time we we're in the playoffs. So you talk about over the last few years, this has been a young team. They're much more of a veteran team now than they were in the Brian Flores era where we were purposely getting younger almost every single week. But we don't have a lot of playoff experience, especially with this franchise and this group of players. Now, of course, you have Tyreek Hill. You've got Melvin Ingram. You've got Bradley Chubb, people that have played in the playoffs before. And you're going to have to lean on those veterans and those people to say, this is what the playoffs is. You know, you can't make mistakes. You have to capitalize on their mistakes. You almost have to force those mistakes on your opponent in order to win. You cannot fall down when you have a wide open, you know, lane to run the ball through. You cannot drop a pass when it hits you in the hands. You have to concentrate. You have to focus. And like you said, you have to be out there and play your game and not be too tight. So you have to be aware of all these things, but you can't be so aware that it actually makes you a worse player than you would otherwise be. So it's a delicate balance that the Miami Dolphins are going to have to um, make happen in this game. Um, and even with all that said, I mean, I think we're somewhat optimistic. We're happy that we made the playoffs. It's still a, a big boulder that we got to push up that hill. Yeah. Somebody mentioned on Twitter and, it, and not to rain on the playoff parade so quickly, but um, you know, we stumbled into a nine and eight record, barely making the playoffs needed help. Um, our starting quarterback is injured every season. Uh, didn't finish. We were 0 four in December first team ever 0 four in December that made the playoffs. Um no first round pick next year. <laughs> Cap space is tight to say the least. And, uh, you know, we need to go out there and just show what we can do to, to keep, um, confidence and our, uh, in our team for next season and, and beyond, because yes, there's been a ton of injuries. Every team has them though. Uh, the one thing I am looking forward to, and it, it, it does excite me a little bit is it seems like every year there's one team that, you're like, holy shit, they beat them. Yeah. Like it, it, we could be that team. Everybody is talking about Buffalo right now. Uh, they got a shoe in this first round. Damar Hamlin news. Yay. Is amazing. Um, they, you know, they killed the Patriots last week with a miracle kickoff return to start. I mean, it's nothing but sunshine and rainbows. Um, go be the, go be the world ender. Go be the, the people that the team that goes out there and completely, shocks the world shocks everybody that's all we can hope for and that's why they play the game and they don't just move on with buffalo into the second round they still got to blow the whistle snap the ball and play so uh that that would be my war cry to the team if i was mike mcdaniel and i would also promise to not challenge anymore well let's let's talk about it there's a couple things you mentioned there that i want to talk about the challenge too because there are some trends that were snapped in that new york jets victory 11 to 6 which by the way it pisses me off that we got that safety at the end because if you're paying attention to my twitter feed at perfect world pond I, as a joke, said 
we're going to win this game six to nine, which was really just me making a, a funny joke. And then it turned out to be six to nine with zip triple zeros on the clock, except for the fact that that ball went out of bounds in the end zone and ruined my perfect prediction score for that game. So I, a boo to the defense for making that happen. Boo to the Jets for ruining what would otherwise have been a perfect uh, prediction from Sam Marku, yours truly yourself. But you're right. Everything I'm seeing, Chris, prediction is Bills Niners. Bills Niners. Now, Niners have won 10 in a row. They're a very good team. It would make me so happy for so many reasons if after the first round, after this weekend, the Seahawks were still alive and the Dolphins were still alive. Like, talk about deflating and just blowing up everybody's bracket. That would be amazing. But you talked about the challenges and maybe not challenging anything. Here's a couple trends that broke, that were busted in that Dolphins victory against the Jets. Mike McDaniel won his very first challenge of the season against the New York Jets. We finally won a game where we lost the opening coin toss. There's that momentum too. We scored points with our defense, which we really haven't been doing much at all this season. There's so many trends. Jason Sanders kicked a 50-yard field goal. Uh, let's talk about that. This has not happened at all, really, this season. I think he's like one for the season on 50-plus field goals. He kicks a nails field goal here at the end of the game, 50 yards. Dan Marino, who was on the sidelines that they showed, Chris, didn't look like he had any faith that this was going <laughs> to happen. And this looked like he lost about 15 pounds of anxiety after it went through the uprights. So kudos to Jason Sanders. He has been you know, public enemy number three maybe here this season, uh, here on Perfectville. But he redeemed himself in this game. He got us. He kicked us into the playoffs yet again. And here's the thing. You need him to be out of his head. You need him to be confident. You need him to just swing a leg and kick that ball because I have a feeling, Chris, we're going to need Jason Sanders quite a bit if we're going to compete against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Yes, yeah, definitely a shout out to him because he has been just dragged on social media all season, uh, on our show all season. Um, but that's exactly to to my point earlier in the show. A game situation like that, he knows he has to make that kick. He stepped up, and it, it, it's easy to miss, um, you know, one right before halftime against the Packers or something. Where I mean, this is like do or die, ice in your veins. You have to make this kick, and there's a good possibility we go to the fucking playoffs. And he made it. He drilled it. I mean, it wasn't even like close either. It was right down the fucking pipe. And that's what I was talking about when these players step up in these moments that we're going to have to have them have. So yeah, definitely shout out to Jason Sanders. We're not here uh, without him because I don't think we score again. No. And, and I will also say this, I've questioned some of Mike McDaniel's calls this year. And I said earlier this season that if I were Mike McDaniel, I would have a kicker in every single week and make Jason Sanders earn his job. Yes. And Mike McDaniel did not listen to me on that. He said, no, this is my kicker. And I think the issues that he's having uh, will be fixed. And if you look at that look on Mike McDaniel's face, when Sanders kicked that ball and he knew that we were going to the playoffs, it was almost like, I told you so. I told you that I know what I'm doing and this is my guy. And he just kicked us into the NFL playoffs here in 20, in 20, 2017, 2023, my first year as the head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Let's talk about this, Chris. What do the Miami Dolphins? Okay, let me let me let me say it this way. If the Miami Dolphins win this game, it is because of who? Great question. Um, it's going to be because of. Tyreek Hill. It's going to be Tyreek Hill. Um, I I can see this being a complete ridiculous. The NFL is so weird. We know that. Fans that watch this game know it. 
It's a weird sport. And it could be one of those things. I could see it on the front line of ESPN where it's like, they didn't even score a touchdown last week. And Skylar Thompson hit Tyreek Hill for 203 touchdowns. And it just won a shootout against Josh Allen and the bills. You know, anything can happen in the NFL. And if you're going to spend that money on Tyreek Hill, you mentioned him as being one of the few on our team with this playoff experience. In fact, eliminating the Buffalo Bills. He has experience in that. He steps up and he becomes the uncoverable cheetah that he is and who we paid for. A guy like that puts the team on his shoulders. It might be a kickoff return for a touchdown if they put him there. It's the last game of the season mentality. You got to have that mentality. So you put him on punt team, you put him on um, kick return with Waddle, fuck it, run a fake reverse, something, and get the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands. He should have no less than 10 to 15 touches in this game, whether it's running jet sweeps, quick passes and special teams. And we saw we saw Jalen Waddle running the ball last week against the Jets, right? He had one carry for eight or nine yards, whatever that was. And by the way, congrats to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, only the third wide receiver duo ever to have three, maybe fourth, 3,000 yards combined. I think Tyreek Hill had 1,700 receiving. Jalen Waddle had over 1,300 receiving. Wow. I think they had 15, 14 or 15 touchdowns um, between the two of them. And I think that was actually a little bit low in terms of the touchdowns. I think they could have had a few more if, if things just bounced a little bit differently. But 3,000 yards receiving between those two wide receivers, obviously uh, one and one A. Now, that was on offense. My guess, I'm going to say on defense, if the Miami Dolphins win this game defensively, the reason why would be because of, and I'm going to go with Xavier Howard. On that was my pick for defense too. You know, you could make a case for Christian Wilkins. You can make a case for Bradley Chubb. You can make a case for Jalen Phillips, who's been playing out of his gourd. Uh, he's just he's been that close to those sacks, Chris. He's 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 disrupting the plays. Unfortunately, he's not ending those plays, and that's what I need to see out of Jalen Phillips. And we've actually been talking about that for two years. He'll get there. I'm I'm confident of it. But if this game defensively swings Miami's way, I think it's going to be because of a renaissance performance from Xavier Howard, who looked really good on that last possession against the New York Jets. Prior to that, he did not look great, and he hasn't looked great all season long. He's been dealing with injuries. He's had a lot that he's had to you know, put on his shoulders with all those injuries in the secondary. So I actually commend Xavier Howard for getting up and going after it on almost every single game day uh, when there's other people in that backfield that have not. But if we're going to win this game, I think defensively, you would need to see a shutdown, lockdown performance from Xavier Howard against probably Stefan Diggs. You know, that doesn't mean necessarily a pick six. It doesn't even mean necessarily an interception at all, but passes broken up, um, you know, shore tackling, making sure that the guy doesn't get behind him, uh, get yak, all those fun things. To me, I think you're right. Tyreek Hill is the catalyst, obviously team MVP um, for the offense. And on defense, it's got to be Xavier Howard. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, this is a game where he's been almost like Jason Sanders. He's been kind of dragged this year. He got paid. And, um, you know, what kind of season are you having? He's been battling through injuries. This is a game where he steps up. And when Josh Allen's cha- uh, Allen challenges him, he makes the plays and he makes him pay. And that's where he needs just to be in the right position for a tip, for a jump ball, anything. It's got to come from Xavier Howard because um, it's momentum. You get an interception, that's a momentum. He, he he tends to score a lot when he gets an interception as well. He has a nose for the end zone. So I 100% agree. If we're going to win this game, it's your superstars taking you there. Um, and it's going to be Xavier Howard on the defensive side of the ball. I'm also wondering, too, from a presence standpoint, does it make sense for the Miami Dolphins as much as they can to bring their injured 
teammates with them. I'm talking yes. not only to a tongue of Iloa, but if Raheem Mostert doesn't play, you bring Raheem with you. You bring Brandon Jones. If you're not paying attention, Brandon Jones has been on Twitter and on social media, just being the best cheerleader teammate you could possibly be. I mean, I can't say enough how much this defense misses Brandon Jones. Oh, they just God. miss him. I mean, Eric Rose has filled in admirably. I give him all the credit in the world, but he's not Brandon Jones in terms of that, that blitzing safety, eight man in the box, stopping the run, getting to that quarterback, creating havoc in terms of, you know, uh, fumbles and, and things of that strip sacks, things of that nature. It's just not there. So do you take all your injured stars and bring them with you and have them on the sideline as, you know, motivation, line them up, have them just cheering on, or do you let them stay home and watch from afar? You bring them, and I, I'll tell you why. I'll point to a photo that was posted after our win on Sunday, um, and it was Raheem Mostert and Tua waiting at the tunnel for their teammates. Like, that's everything. Like, they're going to have DeMar Hamlin. Of course, those guys did not go through what he went through. I get it. Um, but they are their teammates. They they sweat with them. They bled with them. They've been injured. You absolutely bring those guys, whether it's just in the locker room pregame and pre you know half second half, or on the sidelines with their boys. You, you I think it'd be huge as long as Tua doesn't have you know symptoms and he, he can't be there physically or mentally. Be there for Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater. And hey, what are you seeing? What and looking at the film, looking at the pitchers, help the kid out because. Um, I think it's important for that reason. And for a second reason, Sam, I want this team to know what it's like to yeah. know what it's like to be in a playoff scenario, to be in, on the road against a divisional opponent in a big game like this in a big moment like this. So it's not new. It's not weird when we hopefully make this a consistent thing and come back again next year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's, that's a point worth um, understating right there is that or underlining, I should say, is that, Two is not going to play in this game. And if we lose this game, you know, this is his first opportunity to have been around a playoff atmosphere right. at the NFL level. So next year, when he hears that crowd and he and he he experiences it as a spectator, okay, now I'm going to play and I'm going to make sure that I'm on the field. Um, I, I agree with you there. Uh question, speaking of quarterbacks, Skyler Thompson is penciled in as the starter right now. How short is that leash for the Miami Dolphins with Skylar Thompson in this game? Let's just say we come out and we go down 17 nothing in the first quarter. He's already thrown an interception. He's being sacked. He doesn't look like he's making good decisions. Are you pivoting to a Mike Lennon or even a Teddy Bridgewater? Or are you riding with Skyler thick and thin throughout this entire playoff experience? This might be controversial because um, I just thought of it, and it is to me just thinking it. Ugh. But, dude, I would put in Mike Lennon, and here's why. <laughs> they're not preparing for him. And it's one of those things. He's a veteran. He's played in games. He's got an arm and has he, I don't know his career trajectory and where it's been, but I don't think he's had the talent that we have here at wide receiver. And he would be in complete bucket mode. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to defend is a quarterback off the street. That wasn't even signed to a team coming in and just going, fuck it and letting it rip and double coverage and throwing it deep when there's a safety over the top. And that is really hard to game plan against and defend. So if it's 17, nothing and Skylar is just like the moments too big, I, I would go with Glenn and fuck it. Just send them in there. Let it rip. We have nothing to lose. Yeah. As of right now, Mike Glennon is back on the practice squad, but that doesn't mean they can't pull him up on a Saturday or anything like that. I mean, they, they certainly had three quarterbacks active quote unquote last week. Um, just looking at this last year for the giants, Mike Glennon had four touchdowns and 10 interceptions with a QB rating of 49.7. <laughs> so, how much I know. So I'm not saying 
to your point, he didn't the have Giants a also had an abysmal, an abysmal I, offensive weapons last year. 100% agree. And I do think Mike Lennon would have no problem seeing over those tall defensive linemen and getting that ball up and over the top without even having to really, you know, get on his tippy toes because he is that giraffe. Um, I, I'm going to disagree, not because of the Mike Lennon stats that I just talked about, but because I think with all due respect to Mike Lennon and even Teddy Bridgewater, I think Skylar Thompson has earned the right to see this all the way through. In other words, I want to see how he reacts. If he goes down, if, I mean, uh, pie in the sky, this doesn't happen and we're up 17 nothing after the first quarter instead. But if, in that scenario where we're down, I want to see how Skylar Thompson reacts. I want to see how he responds to that adversity. I want to see how he, how he pulls the huddle together and sees if he can't actually make some progression there because then you can hang your head on that. Even if you don't win the game, you can say, my third-string quarterback may have just shown that he can be my backup quarterback next year. Right? He may get promoted even in a loss based on how he handles certain things. Now, <clears throat> that being said, one thing that I liked that I heard from Mike McDaniel is that they basically got three different game plans for three different quarterbacks. If Tua was in, they're going this way. If Teddy was in, they're going that way. And if Skyler's in, we're going this way. I have to believe, Chris, that that game plan, now that we know that Skyler Thompson is the starter, has got to involve Skyler Thompson running the ball, yes. using his legs to gain positive yardage, something that the Miami Dolphins defense has struggled with against a Josh Allen forever. Could we use Skylar Thompson's legs as a weapon against this Buffalo Bills defense that has not seen Skylar Thompson play just yet? Yeah, absolutely. All things are out the, the window at this point. Um, my whole family was screaming for him to take off and run the ball uh, all game against the Jets because he showed he could do it in preseason and the limited time he's been in. He has some wheels for a quarterback and can move. And like you said, our defense, among others in the NFL, that is hard to defend, especially if you're in man coverage or if you're dropping back to cover Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Take the yards. Take what the defense is giving you. Make them adjust their defense. And then we can attack from there. So absolutely, you use your feet. I would even design some QB draws and runs. Yeah, I, I think I think if you could come out, like I said, I want the first play almost to be a you know a play action bomb, regardless of the outcome, just to kind of put people on their heels. So if you're the Buffalo Bills, but maybe play two or maybe play five. You know, on those scripted plays, at some point you got to show that Skylar Thompson can run with the ball. You know, some sort of design rollout QB option to to run the ball, something along those lines. I think you need to show that in order for them to respect it. Because if they respect it, then all of a sudden they can't be as of aggressive. And then that is going to be there. And if they do become aggressive, then hopefully somebody's one-on-one -on -one and he he can find you know the right matchup out there. Um, what do we do on defense, Chris? And then I want to get your take on all the games and we'll predict Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills game. But what, what do we do on defense with Josh Allen? We talked about Xavier Howard probably shadowing Stephon Diggs and doing that you know island talk. But how do we slow down Josh Allen other than what we talked about? He's he's prone to mistakes, but what do we do? Do we put a spy on him? Do we not blitz as often and just see if he can beat us with his arm? How would you attack Josh Allen in this game? Yeah, it's easy for us to say spy him and 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 that's how you beat him. They have three losses this year. Um, so they're a really good football team, and other defenses have, have thought of that, I'm sure. So yeah, you stop Josh Allen with a with a spy, of course, but we got to get home with four. That's how we were always successful against Tom Brady in the past. Is we're able to drop back, 
uh, seven uh, with a four man rush. And those guys got to get home and we got to force him to have happy feet and make bad decisions. And if we can do that, we can stop them, but it's going to be a tough hill to climb. Josh Allen. We got to just hope we get bad Josh Allen, but normally against us, we don't see that version ever. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking that, you know, maybe does it bring, make sense to have Javon Holland be the spy, but then all of a sudden you don't have anybody back there. <laughs> if he doesn't get there, if he gets away or if they have some sort of design, you know, sluggo rant and, and all of a sudden uh, uh, uh route, and uh, Stefan Diggs gets behind Xavier Howard. That's a touchdown. And and Javon Holland is literally a safety this year. I mean, that's that's why he's been, you know, so good as he's been stopping touchdowns from happening. But uh, all right, Chris, let's uh, we'll get into it. We're going to we're going to we're going to predict the Dolphins Buffalo Bills game. But I want to get your take on all these matchups. So I have them. Let's just rapid fire real quick here. Are you ready for the entire wild card playoff prediction portion of this show? Yes, sir. All right, the very first matchup is on Saturday, January 14th. It is the early game. The Seattle Seahawks go to the San Francisco 49ers, your 7-2 matchup. Who do you got? Seahawks, Niners. Niners by a lot. Niners by Sorry, forever. Buddy. I uh, I don't disagree with you. I just don't like that that's the case. Next game, Los Angeles Chargers visiting on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got the 5 seed versus the 4 seed. This is the late game. Who do you got, Chargers on the road or Jacks at home? I'm going to ride with my boy, Trevor Lawrence, and the Jags are going to get a home victory. The crowd's going to be loud and crazy there. Uh, last time they played in the regular season, Jacksonville absolutely smoked them, like 38 to 10. I know there's injuries and things like that, but I'm going to go with Jacksonville on this one. The Chargers deserve to lose for you know playing their starters so late into the game, uh, week 18, when they had nothing to play for. Um, this is, to me, I want a stipulation in this matchup, Chris. I think the Chargers are winning, but I want a stipulation in this matchup. Whoever loses has to cut the hair of the other love quarterback, it. like a hair versus hair match like you see in wrestling there, right? So one of them is going to get their head shaved. That's what I'd love to see. All right, the uh, the midday game on Sunday, you've got the New York Giants on the road against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Who do you got, G-Men or the Vikings? Vikings and not by one point. I don't understand the line on this game. If you want to win money, go to betonline.ag, use Believe as your, pre- as your promo code, and slam the Vikings. I don't understand how the Giants are that close on the line. All right, the late game on Sunday, Baltimore Ravens against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Cincinnati, House of Horrors. Who wins, Baltimore or Cincinnati? Cincinnati, but possibly no Lamar Jackson, and if he is, he's not 100% Cincinnati all day. They're rolling. Look, if Lamar Jackson is not playing, the Bengals are winning this game, but if Lamar Jackson is playing, the Bengals are winning this game. All right, Monday <laughs> night, Dallas Cowboys when do we start playing playoff games on Monday? Is that, is that a new thing? Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the eight and nine NFC South champion Buccaneers who wins Dallas on the road against your NFC South champion, eight and nine Tom Brady's. I, I got Dallas. Uh, I, I just think, I know there's a one seven against Tom Brady in their history. Um, but I think just Dallas has too many weapons and Tom Brady's old. I Tom Brady, I mean, the, the Bucks beat Dallas earlier this year, which doesn't make any sense to me. And furthermore, I'm of the opinion that you can win the NFC South at eight and nine, but you should be eliminated from the playoffs if you have a losing record. That should have gone to the Washington Commanders, in my opinion, who uh, uh, or, or even the Detroit Lions, who had a winning record. So anyway, um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh, Dallas as well. So you've got the Niners, the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Bengals and the Cowboys. I've got the Niners, the Chargers, the Vikings, Bengals, and the Cowboys. So we're aligned with the exception of one game. So we'll see who comes out on top. But now's the one that everyone that's listening to the show wants to know, Chris. You got the seventh seed 
third string quarterback leading Skylar Thompson led Miami Dolphins going to Buffalo against the big nasties, the AFC East champions, the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year, Buffalo Bills. Who do you got? Our beloved Miami Dolphins or the hated Buffalo Bills? We've got a cheetah, Sam. We've got a waddling penguin. Skylar Thompson can just absolutely surprise everyone and come out and show why he was drafted in the first place. No matter the, don't even look at the round. Don't look at the round. He was drafted in the NFL. Huge accomplishment. Our defense has Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, Chubb, Ingram. We're, we're, we're losing 31 to 17. <laughs> I knew what you were going to do. I knew it. And if you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it. All right. Chris has got the Bills winning 31 to 17. The Bills even cover in that scenario. That hurts my soul. Uh, but it doesn't mean you're not wrong. Um, I think uh, I think the Miami Dolphins just have too many injuries. They have too many uh, issues right now, and momentum isn't even on their side. I mean, yes, they won against the Jets, but I mean, my dog could beat the Jets at this point. So I think the Buffalo Bills are winning this game as well. I'm going to say they cover, though. I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins cover. Um, I, I think the Bills kind of get bored playing with their Miami Dolphins toy in the second half, and they start putting in, you know, uh, second stringers and, and third stringers. And uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win this one 27. And let's just say the, the Miami Dolphins come back with a late score. That doesn't mean anything to 17. There you have it. The two hosts of the wildly popular Perfectville Miami Dolphins podcast here on the Believe Network betting against the Miami Dolphins on pretty much the only playoff appearance we've ever had to preview here in the uh, illustrious history of the, of the Miami Dolphins podcast here, Chris. Uh, shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on the town of Perfectville. We're realists, Sam, and uh, believe me, I'd love to be wrong, but we're not going to be. <laughs> I uh, I would love for us to be wrong. How amazing would it be to come back here next week and talk about, man, I, you know, that Josh Allen gave a good try, but he was no match against our Skylar Thompson. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I hope I'm wrong. I think everybody that's listening to this hopes we're wrong. Um, we'll say fins up. We'll make sure that they hopefully, you know, they do one. We'll be watching. Where are you watching? Are you going to watch it from the man cave? Uh, actually, no, I'm going to be in Charleston, South Carolina, and we smacked up in the middle of a rugby tournament. So downloaded Paramount Plus, can be watching from the phone and recording as well. So I can watch it when I get home. But yeah, just make sure you line up your cheering for the Dolphins and your jeering of the Dolphins <laughs> at the appropriate times while you watch your son play rugby. Because otherwise, like, you know, otherwise he's going to get a, a score and you're going to be like, assholes, you jerks. Um, all right. Well, congrats to uh, you going on the road here. Congrats to Zach Thomas Cullen and all of his success with both football and rugby, of course. And, uh, of course, we both have the Buffalo Bills winning this game. Unfortunately, I hope we're both wrong. Uh, Chris, on behalf of the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, myself, the entire Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and streaming on Sirius XM and TuneIn Radio. Anything else you want to say? That's it. Uh, well, then the only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.